welcome to Poets from the Neighborhood. My name is David M. Harris. And I'm Catherine Adams. We hope you'll enjoy the poems we'll be reading today, poems written by your friends and neighbors. Found Eclipse Photo, 1970-1971, by John Winston Heacock. A long ago, Baltimore neighbor must have snapped the photo Maybe old Mr. Holcomb who drove that rust-colored gremlin and where our wiffle balls were lost if they landed in his yard. Or maybe that young guy with bell-bottoms and a slick back wave whose girlfriend looked like a sunny less share as they strolled down the street in the midst of their fashionable affection, fingers locked and intertwined, like the start of a thumb-wrestling death match. Like teeth and paper, Polaroids yellow with time, the surface chemicals abandoning the paper like white folks moving to the suburbs, leaving a gauzy glow on the photo and city of sunny nostalgia, brighter than it ever really was. Us kids are sitting on our row house steps, staring at our knees and steadying gray cardboard in one hand, directing a pinhole beam with the other as we try spray painting a blurry autumn sun on miniature drive-in movie screens. Mother sits off to the right, leaning over our swaddled baby brother, a bent-backed Lady Madonna canopy, anachronistic pieta of foreshadowed pity. Finally, the predicted show begins. Sky going from ash to lead over the, until the barest silver peaks around the side then a split-second bite, and it's so dark that the baby wails, and some of the younger kids, too. Who can blame them for not believing the faux meteorologists in sport coats or TV-converted sportscasters called weathermen? Never women who repeat the calculations of real scientists too unphotogenic to allow on television who ran the figures and know that the sun never really disappeared, that it's an illusion, just like when parents play peekaboo with two young babies who cry because they don't understand the trick and believe that they're gone and not coming back. These infant Aztecs wailing as darkness descends, as the serpent swallows the sun god, as the priests thrust daggers into still beating hearts as a ransom to return the light. I knew none of this then, as I leaped back four decades to that city stoop, knowing the gloom is temporary, but still scared as the chill, as the match of the sun is blown out for an instant, until I look left, then right, to see mother and father apart, and feeling lonelier than ever have before, did we ever sit on these steps together? Can anything so extinguished spontaneously reignite? To this day, if I squeeze my eyes tight until sparks of eyelid fireworks explode, I'll see the moon shuffling over to nibble at the sun. A starving child savoring an Oreo as drifting cyrus and nimbus shimmer into white frosting and the split cookie halves project onto my cardboard before they vanish into haze. 
We hoped the forecast for rain was wrong, but still I won't look up. Obeying the warning, don't you dare look directly at it, my father's shielding hand floating over downturned heads. I guess I could do the science, check the records, map longitude and latitude as the shadow moves across the land, but the time and date isn't the moment of time I'm looking for, no. It's the exact moment the shutter clicked and winking aperture winced. A renegade beam corrupted the film. A Luciferian rebel exiled through the lens. So a cloud-broken lopsided glare smears out my old man's face so fully. 47 years and 700 miles away, I'm still blinded. But the halo of that hand remains, hovering so near a static charge errant hair that leaping skyward like a solar flare, escaping my six-year-old head, ignoring father's single outstretched finger, choosing instead to kiss his palm with a freeze-framed spark captured in eternity. The Cat or the Hat by Tom Wood. On the couch is a cat, or it could be my hat. With a stick I poke that and say, what that? At first glance it's a cat. No, wait, it's my hat. How could I mistake that my hat is a fat cat? I know it's not a gnat, it's much bigger than that. From the view where I sat, mused, it's not Lester Flat. I see from the angle it's at, it looks like a curled up cat. Perchance if I gave it a pat, I'd be able to determine that. Mayhap a quick rat-a-tat-tat with a nudge of a baseball bat. But I should not do that lest I smash it flat as a mat. I leave it to you to decide that whether it is a cat or my hat, you'll not think of me as a brat or like Cagney say, you dirty rat. Whichever you determine that, it certainly appears a cozy cat, but equally sure it's a winter hat. I'm really glad we had this chat. Cadence by Annette Sisson. The tide rises slowly. Water rolls and heaves, pilfering layers of sand from the inconstant edge and I recall your devotion to an eastern sunrise, the chill of the Charles, the Atlantic's pull. This break is the ache in the base of my thumb, its cartilage thinning, scrape of bare bone. It hovers like dust in the corners of my bedroom, commingles with dog hair behind the closet door, glints like limestone in the garden, the path curving away from the front porch it appears in my rearview mirror, climbs into the passenger seat through the open window in springtime. It lifts me softly like the swell of, of an ancient sea, erasing the shore, swallowing its leavings, its breakers, the cadence of loss. L.A. Fellowship, John Winston Heacock. I literally laughed out loud when I got the letter, astonished that after a purgatorio of 38 futile submissions, my application had been accepted. My not 
one but two writers' fellowships, separated by a yawning diagonal that meandered 2,782 miles from NYU to USC. Having spent the last month confined in an, confined in an adjunct purgatory that would crush the purest pilgrim's faith, with or without Virgil, I had to choose between a Trojan Scylla and Gotham Charybdis. No more stinging wasps and hornets pursuing me over the plains of Cook County. Then I watched game five of the playoffs and sat stunned at the expanse of empty seats at Dodger Stadium and wondered why chase the NL banner for this? How could I live in a wasteland where so few saw the divine Beauty when Clayton Kershaw bent a 95-mile-per-hour slider around the barrel of a 39-inch bat, or the angelic grace of Yasiel Puig scooping a line drive on one hop and gunning it to third to halt a larcenous runner. In the Big Apple, even with the sweetness of the Met, Guggenheim, and Frick, there's always a line to see the house that Ruth built, or at least the empty lot where it once stood. Once Upon a Time by Chantel Guinario. Some day her prince will come. He will not be on a white horse, though. He may not look like the princes in the movies. He may not be as gallant or knightly either. But through all his faults and his imperfections, he is still one of the best men she's known. Because all the best qualities that make him a great man are all the qualities that make him the best man for her. Someday his princess will appear. She may not be the most fashionable or the most gracious. She may not have all the manners of royalty, but through all her imperfections and all her faults, she will always be the most beautiful to him. Happily ever after may not always include perfection. It won't always end by riding into the sunset. But happily ever after will appear after many years when the couple looks back and understands that through all the ups and all the downs, they made it through together. When they look back and remember all the accomplishments and they think back to every victory, when they realize that no matter what, they are the happiest when they are together. A Soldier's Sonnet by John Winston Hecock. I am held together by scotch tape and safety pins. Oxycontin ebbs from aorta to capillary. Pharmaceutical glue anneals my appendages. Scars wane but linger, etched testimony to battles bravely waged and anachronistic courages. My weathered marionette limbs splay wide in restive resignation. But all those sacrifices are made worthwhile by that flag-pinned lapel and bumper-sticker ribbon, yellow like my bile, at your general issue, 
Thank you for your service. Thank you for watching Poets from the Neighborhood. We hope you'll join us again soon.